Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 285 here of Rams Up. This is our Rams rehash episode. We've had a night to sleep on it. How do we feel about this Rams-Packers game? Not feeling a lot better about it, that's for sure. I have some thoughts on this and where the Rams are headed overall and some of the decisions they've made in the past. It's really troubling how the Rams have been completely incapable of addressing the backup quarterback situation. And this goes back several years now. We knew they loved John Wolford and they loved Bryce Perkins as well. And now Brett Ripien. And it's become evident that none of these guys are really capable of playing the quarterback position in the NFL. And there's guys out there that are available And maybe they tried and were turned down. Colt McCoy, even Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford's buddy. Could he come in and play a couple of games for the Rams? Rams just don't want to spend the money probably. And then there's Carson Wentz. 
I know he gets a lot of love in Rams Nation, but I think he's a pretty poor quarterback. But for one game, a one-game solution, it might have worked. And I'm really troubled by the Rams' unwillingness to try a 53-yard field goal. They sign a kicker with a big leg, and then they pass on that and punt from the Rams' 36. And how long are we going to tolerate these miserable performances by our special teams? We had a holding on one punt return. That was on Ben Skoranek. We missed a 49-yard field goal. We had a 20-yard punt from the 36-yard line to the 16, and that's not really a special teams failure. That's really a coaching failure. We gave up a 22-yard punt return, and we gave up a 51-yard punt return. Hey, Austin Trammell did have a 36-yard punt return when it didn't matter. Gotta fix our special teams. It's been a utter failure. And that goes back for a while, too. And check this out. Five of the Rams' losses. How did they do in the second half on offense? They got six against the 49ers. They got zero against the Eagles. They got eight against the Steelers, 11 against the Cowboys when the game was out of reach, though, and zero against the Packers. That has got to change. After the loss to the Packers, the Rams now have Six losses against teams with a combined 31 wins and 19 losses. So if you're looking for a silver lining, I suppose that's it. Go through some snap counts real quickly. The offensive line was solid 100%. 100% across the board. Tyler Higbee missed five snaps. Bryson Hopkins had 11 snaps and Davis Allen had six. Don't believe Hopkins or Allen had a single target. All these great rookie tight ends doing some damage across the NFL. Davis Allen is a pure blocker at this point. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and Tutu Atwell had almost all the snaps at wide receiver. Demarcus Robinson got in for nine, and Ben Skaronic 15. They bring him in for jet sweeps, right? Daryl Henderson still out snapping Royce Freeman, and I'm not on board with that. Weren't a lot of holes for either of these guys, but I'd roll with Royce Freeman at this point. Anderson apparently the better passer, and that's why he was in. But how often did we target him in the passing game? And hey, maybe it's time to see a little Zach Evans. As far as the defense goes, Jordan Fuller, the only one that did not miss a snap. Witherspoon missed one. Russ East missed six. Michael Hoyt in for 88% of the snaps. Kobe Turner Byron Young and Aaron Donald all in for most of the game. Christian Roseboom in for 74% of the snaps. Troy Reader for 61%. We did see a little bit of Jake Hommel, just four snaps. Darion Kendrick did actually get in for three snaps, as well as one on special teams. Quentin Lake in for 60%. We kind of saw that coming with the Rams a little thin at linebacker. We fully expected an uptick in snaps for Quentin Lake. Duke Shelley was in for 69% of the snaps. So some shuffling at cornerback there, and we expected that. And John Johnson, 16 snaps, 22%. Did see him lining up in the box a lot. And Zach Van Valkenburg, 10 snaps. O'Shawn Mathis, also 10 snaps. Get to some pro football focus grades. Nobody on offense did that well. The highest was Cooper Cup, 698 had two catches for 48 yards, had the big catch for 34 yards. 
Kevin Dotson, 67.4, Coleman Shelton, 66.3, and Steve Avila, 64.1. Nothing to be embarrassed about, but not that great either. Bryson Hopkins, 60.0 with his limited snaps. I assume he was doing a pretty good job blocking. Dotson, just one pressure allowed and Shelton none. Pretty perfect in pass protection. In fact, Shelton had an 84.8 in pass blocking. On defense, yeah, I was right. Michael Hoyt had a good game, 72.5, as did Quentin Lake, 71.9. Byron Young, Jordan Fuller, and Akello Witherspoon also grading out pretty well. Young, of course, had the two sacks and the forced fumble. And as I suspected, Alaric Jackson and Joseph Nopum both struggled, as did Tutu Atwell, all in the 50s. Ben Skowronik, 50.1. Tyler Higby, 47.7. And we saw that drop. It's tough to call that a drop. He got smacked pretty good. And he also whiffed on that one block and probably others as well, as bad as our running game looked. Jackson and Nopum both in the 30s when it comes to run blocking. On defense, our two linebackers both struggled, and that probably had a bit to do with that 4.8 yards per run that the Packers chalked up. Reader, 44.5. Roseboom, 43.9. Now, they gave a bad grade to Laurel Murchison, and I saw him flash a couple of times, really surprised by this low grade. Duke Shelley, 38.8. So the Rams have some issues at cornerback. Darion Kendrick benched. Kobe Durant struggling with that shoulder injury. Witherspoon playing well. And then who do you got? Duke Shelley. Maybe it's time to get Trey Tomlinson out there. Why the heck not? It was in pass coverage that Reader and Roseboom really struggled, allowing seven catches for 82 yards and a touchdown between them. Man, Luke Musgrave was running free, wasn't he? The Rams need to get healthy, or we may see more of this in the coming weeks. I'm surprised Kobe Turner did not grade out better 65.1, which is fair to middling. And Brett Rippin somehow managed a 54.6 rating. I'm surprised it's even that high, to be honest with you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wanted to touch on a couple of ex-rams real quickly. Cam Akers. Another torn Achilles. This is the other leg. Man, this is not good for Cam Akers. And, you know, it could be the end of his career, sadly. I was really hoping the best for him. Maybe he can come back, but it's going to be a tough road. Not that he's old, but two Achilles injuries, and he hasn't been that productive except for the end of last year, a three-game stretch where he looked pretty good. He'll probably get into someone's camp next year, hoping the best for him. And how about Odell Beckham Jr.? Five catches for 56 yards and a TD, making his way back. Ravens really put the clamp down on the Seattle offense. Geno Smith, 157 yards passing. Kenneth Walker III continues to struggle. Nine rushes for 16 yards. Zach Charbonnet, four rushes for eight yards. We get these guys next in two weeks. And David Long. And David Long, released just a few days ago by the Raiders, has been signed by the Carolina Panthers, the ex-Rams cornerback. And Nick Scott got some camera time in that Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals game. Did you see that? Jim Kelly juking Scott at the goal line and then pointing at him. Gets called for the taunting. Not sure where that came from, but hey, Nick Scott's in a good place. Bengals are looking really good. And it looked like Baker Mayfield had led the Bucks to a win. 21 for 30, 265 yards and two TDs, but... This unicorn, C.J. Stroud, man, lights it up, gets the game winner at the end there, and the Bucks take the loss. And that's good for the Rams, but bad for Baker Mayfield. He's been playing well for the most part. What do we have for you the rest of this week? We're going to have a roundtable. Paul Walia, Ian Martinez, and Tom Kortz are just itching to go. They have a lot to get off their chest. I can just sense it. This is going to be a good one. We'll have our loop around the league and our power rankings later on. And the bye week, we may have some special stuff coming at you. Stay tuned. Maybe a classes in session episode. And I'm also going to start taking a look at next year's roster. Seems appropriate given what happened last week. What free agents might we target? What positions should we focus on in the draft? And are there any players on the current Rams roster probably won't be back. And that conversation will start something like this. According to Over the Cap, right now the Rams will have 56 plus million in cap space in 2024. 
and they're unrestricted free agents of note, it's not real significant, but there are a few guys they might want to keep. Kevin Dotson, Jordan Fuller, Akella Witherspoon. I'd like to see them bring all three of those guys back. And I don't think any of them will be extremely expensive. Bryson Hopkins, given that the Rams traded for Hunter Long, drafted Davis Allen, and gave Tyler Higby an extension. I suspect he won't be back. Tremaine Ankrum, poor guy, looked like he had earned a starting job on this Rams offensive line. I was even texting my Clemson buddy, hey, Ankrum has finally made it and now buried on the depth chart, and I suspect he will be moving on unless they see him as a potential replacement for Kevin Dotson if Dotson cannot be re-signed. And the other guy that they might want to try to keep is Laurel Murchison, good depth guy, good rotational defensive lineman, and he can probably be kept with a pretty modest salary. We're going to dive into that in the next 10 days. One of these episodes over this bi-week period should be a lot of fun. Before we wrap things up, let's take a snapshot of just the NFC. Let's call it a preliminary loop around the league. How is this conference shaping up right now? Well, the Eagles, by beating the Cowboys, I think they've sealed up the NFC East. They're at 8-1, and one, while the Cowboys are 5-3. and three. The Commanders making a push. They're 4-5 and five now, and I had already counted them out, and I'm sticking to it. Can't recover from that. We'll see how wrong I was or not. And of course, the Giants are done. In the NFC North, the Vikings have new life with Josh Dobbs. They're five and four now. Behind the Lions, who are on bye, they have a six and two record, and they play the Chargers. That'll be a challenge for them. The Packers at three and six, and the Bears at two and seven. I don't think either of them are going to be a factor. The NFC South is still a mishmash. Saints five and four, Falcons four and five. And the Bucks aren't dead at three and five. The Panthers are dead at one and seven. Man, are they ruining that draft choice, taking Bryce Young over CJ Stroud? And I hear the coaching staff won at CJ Stroud, but the owner insisted, nope, we're taking Bryce Young. And that's why we should be thankful that we have an owner like Stan Kroenke who stays out of that stuff. Of course, I wouldn't mind giving Kroenke a crack at play calling, come to think of it. The NFC West, the Seahawks and 49ers, both 5-3. and three. The Rams, 3-6, and six, of course, and the Cardinals, 1-8. Clayton Toon's first game did not go well. He took over for Josh Dobbs after Dobbs was traded. Three big games to keep your eye on this weekend. Two of them could go a long way to sorting out the wild card situation down the road. The first one, the most important one, the Commanders at the Seahawks. Now, if the Rams have any hope of getting the seventh seed, and it's an extreme long shot at this point, we actually probably should root for the Seahawks, as painful as that may be. Then you have the Saints at the Vikings. The Vikings, I thought they were done with that Kirk Cousins injury, but you know what? They probably still are. They have a lifeline for the moment anyways. The Saints could entrench themselves as the number one team in the NFC South. If they lose, they still have a shot at a wild card. They'll be battling the Falcons and Buccaneers the rest of the way, I think. And then the 49ers at the Jacks. This is going to be a fun game. 
I'd love to see the 49ers take one on the chin, but I think they're going to be ready. It's a road game, though, East Coast. This will be tough. I think this is the game of the week. Go Jags, go. going to do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there